the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Good morning, world, and welcome back to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo, rig. Hello from beyond (laughs) the grave. Oh my God. We are husks of men where humanity previously lived. For anyone that uh, didn't follow along with the opening ceremony drinking game last night that was uh, live streamed and alternative commentary to the utter banal shitdom that Hamish McLaughlin was putting forward on Channel 7. um, Yeah, it turns out that those drinking rules did an absolute number on us and everybody else on that live stream. Absolutely, and I really, really hope that I never have to do 17 minutes of straight improv (laughs) ever again. (laughs) The speeches were the worst. But yes, uh, on my way to get a coffee and try and breathe life back into the fucking vacant vessel that my body (laughs) has become this morning, um, the great city of Sydney has become nothing if not a reflection of uh, how shit the Tokyo Olympics are starting to unfold. I saw a woman walking a cat in a park (laughs) (laughs) and just screaming at dogs who looked like they wanted to rip it limb from limb. Oh, Christ. That's the embodiment, basically, of everything that uh, Tokyo is shaping up to be. Um, But yeah, the opening ceremony last night, look, it does mark the beginning of what is two weeks of pure fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I thought you is like two weeks of pure, like absolute chaos for us personally. <laughs> it, it does feel very, very Korea version 2.0. It really does. I thought it was going to be so much worse because we wouldn't be on the ground. Uh, sorry, I thought it would be better because we weren't on the ground over there. How wrong was I? I feel <laughs> dead set awful. It's all of the hangover, uh, but none of the camaraderie. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> in different houses. <laughs> anyway, so... As it's now the first day of the games and the medals are going to start flying off the shelves like toilet paper during a lockdown. <laughs> it's time to... Time to inter- Just keep the medals on shelves <laughs> like a Coles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need five of the gold, two of the silver. Let me just check out back real quick, see if I've got any left. That's it. There's a 15-year-old kid with acne who's just trying to hold the Americans at bay. (laughs) (laughs) You've got enough. There's plenty to go around, (laughs) you greedy fucks. (laughs) So the Minnow medals and the Minnow medal tally. Yes. It is the people's tally. It is. It's the only medal tally that you need throughout the games. Yep. And it still involves a a standard GSB ranking for uh, the podium spots. Yep. But... We just feel that the comprehension of gold, silver, and bronze is passe. It's uh, it's it's a capitalist world that we don't want to live in anymore. Absolutely, we want to bring the people's alloys to the forefront <laughs> to be put around the necks of these minnow nations. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's nothing that screams success like looking down and around your neck on a ribbon is a beautiful gallium medal. Delicious. <laughs> 
It's straight from the Earth's core asterisk, and it's just <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful metal which is has been described as gold-like, <laughs> as dull to the touch <laughs> by but experts you, everywhere. But you know what? For those who can't reach the top of the dais and they're they're next to the victor, but they're getting the here's a runner-up type thing, they will be festooned with steel. Oh, a strong metal. That is a strong metal. <laughs> that won't be dull to the touch. That'll weigh you down. <laughs> that is going to break necks. <laughs> and it, it does every Olympics. But, yeah. <laughs> the steel metal anthem is indeed Break Your Neck by Buster Rhymes. <laughs> and yes, there, there is no more workmanlike metal <laughs> than steel being adorned around a thin human neck. Yeah, it's very much... Indicative of what I assume a lot of the upper level executives think of the working class. <laughs> it's the embodiment where they've tried really hard, didn't quite get there, but you've done pretty well. <laughs> and finally, on the third tier, uh, still podium positions, any podium position. You, you speak to anyone that's won a, won a medal at, uh, at any Olympics. Uh, which we have a number of times, and they say it doesn't matter. As long as you're there, that's the the physical embodiment of all of your sacrifice. That's loser talk. Absolutely. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) the second loser (laughs) gets none less than brass. Yes. Which has been collected from past conflicts. Yeah. And melted down, <laughs> probably in the countries that the competitors are from, oh. and melted down to make one glorious kind a, of shiny a disc. Thin disc. W- which can be razor thin. <laughs> very, very thin. Like a uh, flying shuriken, if you get it on the, on the horizontal. <laughs> and with a little bit of buffing, can look bronzish. It's just a little more solid than gold leaf that you put on food. <laughs> it's, it's a little more substance than saffron yeah. if it was frozen and made <laughs> into a disc. <laughs> it's like a cheese disc <laughs> that you make in the oven. Oh my god, I could go a cheese dish. <laughs> cheese <laughs> cheese disc. Oh my Cheese body. disc. You know you just put like if you just All had a baking cheese tray into, a, you just, into you a pan, you let it sit. <laughs> yeah. And then it just bakes in the oven and you just flip it. You are Lockdown's going great <laughs> for me. So so single. nutritious. And if you want to hear more of Riggs' single man recipes, he's going to be doing a masterclass on tomorrow's episode. Cooking for one. (laughs) Nine ways to cook with tears. Yeah. (laughs) It's a better replacement for oil. It's better for your body. Uh, It is. So, I mean, to give you an idea, we're going to be doing a, a tally, an update, a tally. Uh, which is going to take us forever every day. It's going to take the longest part of, like, we think recording takes long. (laughs) This will take most of our time. (laughs) Absolutely. So what we're doing is we're going through every event, the final standings, and we're eliminating every competitor from a country that's already won a medal, leaving only the minnows, and then we will rank them, obviously, uh, into gallium, steel, and brass, and then update the tally. Just to let you guys know, the to give you an idea of how this ends up working, it ends up like a traditional medal tally. These were the one, two, three finishes from the Pyeongchang 2018 Winter Olympics. Obviously, the minnows there, you know, weren't necessarily, they're not necessarily minnows at the Summer Olympics, but 
number one, the one. Do you remember who took out the the top of the who had the most gallium? Uh, medals and most medals overall. Was it Latvia? It was Latvia. Yes. So it was Latvia followed by New Zealand, followed by Romania. Yeah. And um, look, to give people context, Hungary was leading that medal tally. They were absolutely bringing that home with a wet sail. And then they were overnight eviscerated from the absolute record books of minnows because they had the gall to go and win an actual Olympic gold medal, which makes them dead to us. Yeah, exactly. They just fell off in a huge way, figuratively and literally. That's it. And so just like a disappointing child, any country can immediately be removed from our memory banks (laughs) by achieving the actual ultimate success. You make one wrong move by winning, you're dead. You're dead. That's it. So we move on to one of the segments that we have to say has the greatest sting that this show has ever produced, and that is none other than Minnow Watch. <laughs> really hits you between the eyes, doesn't it? Yeah, that was number three or four uh, after I did a couple runs at it, and we agreed that the more psycho it sounded, the better it's going to perform. <laughs> there was a point of diminishing returns, however, which made it sound like you were just in your underpants screaming at a cloud. Yeah, because it's that's actually the deleted scene for Cooking for One. <laughs> <laughs> See it, you you out on the front lawn <laughs> cursing history. <laughs> Wife fronts flapping in the wind. <laughs> Holding one glorious cheese disc. <laughs> Just frisbeeing it to the local children. <laughs> so Minnow Watch, gee, there is a verifiable bounty of uh, medals on offer today of which none of them will go to minnows because we start in the pool a famously weak discipline for minnows yeah (laughs) due to a combination of not having pools (laughs) financial constraints and water restrictions (laughs) (laughs) minnows do bad in water (laughs) ironic yeah (laughs) given that minnows are fish kind of like gremlins do not put them in water (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you won't uh, like them. Uh, but every now and then something surprises you. 2016 Rio, Joseph Schuling from Singapore. Oh, they yeah. they uh, broke the golden duck in, in Rio. So, I mean, look, it can happen, but it probably won't. <laughs> it's unlikely to, but it can. Um, we also have the rowing, another famously poor discipline for minnows because a rowing boat costs about four grand uh, in the shade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you add the oars, which are... All up about 400k. The thing that shits me about pricing for rowboats in the Olympics, let me finish, is (laughs) that they're so fucking small. I mean, I know that they're they're long, but there's less material that's used to make them. It's like, why are shorts more expensive than jeans? You fucking tell me. (laughs) It's there's less fabric. It's it's back to the com- common conversation that we have about a uh, full boat or a <laughs> dinghy would cost more, surely. Yeah, exactly. But it's all about making things out of spaceship, and uh, and, and yeah, it's the cycling enough. thing all over again. It's like when you see some fat bloke in Lycra who happens to work at uh, J.P. Morgan and he's lifting up his bike with his pinky, uh, yelling at other people in a coffee shop. You can hardly feel it. And you're like, mate, that bike costs a house. Yeah. because Why that, do you they, need because, it to yeah. be that light? Oh, that's right. Because you, your frame, your chubby fucking body is making up for what a normal bike would weigh. Yeah. Because I guess it's one of those things where everything's made out of like fucking microfiber or like keratin. Like, 
like a fucking rhino's horn. It's just dense hair woven together to create a bike that weighs 19 grams. 100%. Same thing happens with the rowing boats where they're made of the opposite of dark matter. (laughs) Whatever exists in the other side of the wormhole (laughs) that is anti-gravity. Yeah, it was sent back to us by future humans. (laughs) Future rowers. A tall Ro- overseas. The ones who row in the purple lakes of satin. <laughs> God, I, I remember those games well. <laughs> we were hung over the whole time. Space games. <laughs> anyway, Dirty space games. <laughs> that's where we brought all our gallium back from. <laughs> Mooning satin. <laughs> Harvesting the ring rocks. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yes, there's unlikely to be a lot of uh, of minnow medal action uh, today or uh, physical Olympic medals, but the minnow medal tally begins in earnest. We'll be bringing an update uh, to you tomorrow morning and also we'll be posting the graphic update, which is costing us a pretty penny. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Graphic designers, you assholes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're just like, we're trying to live with a handout (laughs) and then give me a fucking $3,800 thing for a presentation. Come on now. (laughs) It's the best. So, yes, Minnow Watch... um, as far as uh, any anything else that you want to wrap your noggin around today, because obviously <laughs> the only good thing that I'll say about Channel 7 if you're watching in Australia is that the 7 Plus app has 47 channels. What? So <laughs> if you want to watch anything, I think nine of them are just Hamish McLaughlin taking a shit. No. Then <laughs> <laughs> different angles in HD. <laughs> but at the same time, if you want to uh, get your get your listening gear and your watching gear around anything today... You can re-listen to this as many times as you want, or we'll try and find out if we can uh, drop the opening ceremony um, in bits and pieces across to people today. But also, uh, (laughs) we're pretty busy and important, so if that doesn't happen, (laughs) it'll get to you at some point. Um, There is a lot of uh, of swimming, obviously, and there's also uh, the hockey has, has kicked off. Uh, the rowing Which minnows love they bloody love the hockey <laughs> a- a- another thing that you can't do without an incredibly expensive synthetic pitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> just just shit that is uh, not a fan archery now here's here's one Ooh, here here's we go. one that's an important one bangladesh have their best chance at a medal ever in the archery wow it's um, I wouldn't say that he's a favourite, uh, but there is a, a Bangladeshi archer. <laughs> Shock horror. Yeah, <laughs> a surprise to no one. A Bangladeshi archer is uh, currently ranked in the top eight, um, in the in the men's archery, wow. and so a reason almost a 50-50 chance if uh if you run those ranks all the way to the finish line. So we'll keep um keep that in mind and uh, see how that plays out over the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Yeah, it's um. Archery is also the national sport of Bhutan, the tiny Asian country. So I'm sure uh, they'll be getting up and about in the archery uh, and doing nothing. (laughs) But I mean, they could be they could be a shot at a minnow medal. You don't know. Sometimes you know these minnow these minnow medals come out of nowhere because you find that they are in an event where they really shouldn't be, and it's quite obvious that they've received an invitation. (laughs) But if you're the only minnow in a in a field of competitors. 
That's gallium, baby. I don't it, care how you go about it. That is gallium. That's gallium. You you literally walk up to the start line unopposed. Absolutely. There's, it's like playing ghost mode on fucking Mario Kart. Everybody else is a mirage. It's yeah. just you. This is exactly how Andorra, the tiny nation wedged between Spain and France, came fifth in the Pyeongchang 2018 medal tally. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, so... Uh, Ruman Shana is the uh, Bangladeshi archer right. um, who qualified by uh, beating the two-time world champion wow. um, to qualify. So we'll keep our eyes firmly fixed on him. Which brings us to our flagship segment, of course, which is Apocalypse Now, where we have a look at everything that is just... Well, it's, it's contributing to that two-week-long dumpster fire, isn't it? <laughs> so let's have a look at all of the accelerant for that. <laughs> this segment, Play the Sting... Olympics now. And what have you got for us, buddy? Mate, I'm just going to quickly dissect some of the uh, opening ceremony broadcast moments from around the world. Um, as we were watching the Channel 7 feed with the sound off as uh, we brought our own take to the opening ceremony last night. Um, but from around the world, there's been some, uh, some interesting uh, moments in broadcast. None more severe than South Korea whose national broadcaster um, decided uh, that they would throw a cat amongst the pigeons or a uh, horribly treasured uh, moment in uh, their history and a distressing one in the Ukraine's. Oh, um, no. Because as the, Ukraine oh, no. <laughs> as the Ukraine team entered... They were. There's only one thing people know about Ukraine. Don't you say it? There they was a, didn't. There was an infographic in the top left-hand corner, no. which was an image of nuclear disaster no. site Chernobyl. No, not Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every for the Korean broadcaster, fuck NBC, they introduced every country with a reference image. And it turned out that whoever had written these was either uh, really angling to be fired or gave zero fucks. Fuck. Because not just the Chernobyl one, uh, Haiti entered to a description uh, that their country's political situation is fogged by the assassination of their president. <laughs> <laughs> Syria entered <laughs> a description. So what has that got what to do with their athletes? Uh, Syria entered for a description of how their country had rich underground resources, but also a civil war that's been going <laughs> on for 10 years. <laughs> what a weird way to package that. It's so bizarre. It's the old one-two punch. Yeah. <laughs> the major <laughs> export, major conflict double. <laughs> the open compliment sandwich. <laughs> the quinella. <laughs> uh, then the Marshall Islands were described as being a nuclear test site for the U.S., <laughs> Um, <laughs> which I guess is fact. I but <laughs> it's technically true. You, you can't argue with fact. <laughs> and then my favourite is that when Italy entered the stadium, they just entered to an image of a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> which for anybody who watched the opening ceremony, I don't know if that was a Korean graphic, that was just their uniform. <laughs> the, the giant flag Pac-Man that was plastered all over their pecs. Oh, God. It's um so so there's there's that and then you have uh, the Canadians um who have managed to absolutely gaff it <laughs> when the Australians entered <laughs> and run with 
a well-meaning but incredibly misinformed fact, which was uh, that the Australian flag bearers um, were both, uh, male and female, both wearing face masks. The male was uh, Patrick Mills from the Australian basketball team. And the Canadian said, it appears that Australia's flag has been carried by two women. And another commentator said, I love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Heart in the right place, <laughs> mouth in the wrong time. Oh, so bad. Jeez. So bad. But uh, but also, I just sort of look at that and go... <laughs> the, oh, the other one was that Norway, <laughs> when they entered, it was just an infographic piece of salmon. <laughs> <laughs> A giant salmon fillet. But, I mean, what... <laughs> Imagine how angry South Korea get, uh, would get if the shoe was on the other foot. Oh, and all of a sudden... It's it, just like it, they it just, just put a like, bowl cut. They put like Jim, Kim Jong-un Kim Jong Un. and the fucking South Korean one. <laughs> They'd be like, what the what fuck? What the fuck is this? Or like just a photo of the DMZ. <laughs> what would the <laughs> caption <laughs> there be? A plucky young nation. There was a war there 60 years ago. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and uh, and also um, from the opening ceremony, obviously uh, the world has uh, licked its collective chops uh, when it comes to the shirtless, oiled-up pride uh, of a nation. The one, the only, Peter Taufer Fua, yes. who is going to keep going to every Olympics through every loophole he can find because <laughs> his rig will not age. Yeah, He's the Pharrell Williams of the Olympics. He <laughs> <laughs> just looks like a 21-year-old that's just sauntered out of a gym. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Any uh, guesses as to what the Korean Broadcasting Service put up as their image for Romania? Oh, God. One was, guess. Was it Borat? No. It was Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Transylvania! As <laughs> <laughs> they like enter the that fucking thing. Amazing. So insane. Oh, brutal. I mean, look, it wasn't just the Korean. There was a lot to work with last night. Oh, totally. Just in the uniforms alone. Like, yeah. You had a, a combination of some of the worst fashion choices all hammed together. Belgium should be ashamed of themselves. Absolutely. That was the standout. I think Ukraine was pretty bad. Ukraine was bad. Uh, Colombia with the uh, the casual weekend kimono and the cowboy hat was <laughs> one, one of the worst combinations going. And it's it has to be said, Portugal with their full-blown kids fighting over the flag <laughs> slash coked up rave. <laughs> that was awful. Oh, and to open the entire thing to Argentina just going sick for Pitbull. For Pitbull. Oh, <laughs> was gross. Unbelievable. But yeah, if, uh, if you want to jump on and have a look at some of the outfits uh, from the opening ceremony, just bear in mind that every time there was fluoro, a shit hat, or a minnow nation we had to drink, which is why neither of us can see today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's have a uh, just cast your eyes <laughs> over a combination of uh, the Ukraine, Bermuda, a couple of <laughs> other hyper pastel nations, Slovenia. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to put take this to the people. Yeah, and yeah, be these... like, what what's the, uh, the the worst choice? Oh, the uh, we. We did miss um, in the in the broadcast because it was very quick last night, but I've seen another picture of uh, Aruba and their blazers. You've <laughs> you've got to take a second look at this when you get a chance. 
whenever you're wearing a jacket where uh, it's three different colours but none of them actually follow the seam line, they just <laughs> sort of fade <laughs> <laughs> like a swatch <laughs> straight up the blazer. Yeah. Horror show. That's gross. Yeah. Um, so... <sighs> I understand that the Olympics can get uh, quite political. Japan famously said, if you start doing anything political, like you're banned, basically. Yeah, yeah as, we'll turf you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll absolutely send you home. And they're just like, whatever. So, I mean, people have still been taking knees when their anthems are being played yeah. uh, to protest you know, racial injustice and stuff like that. But this is like shit that I don't get is like those conflicts that have been going for like dead set thousands of years. Yeah. So an Algerian judoka. Okay. He His name is Feti Nurin and he pulled out of the under 73 kilo competition. Tell me he wasn't fighting a Frenchman. No, after being scheduled to fa- uh, to face Toha Butbul, who is an Israeli judoka. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he pulls out of the competition. He pulled out of the fucking Olympics. Yeah, you, you are really really deep in the conflict when you're pulling out of the olympics of the it's a thing that happens fucking once every four or in this case five, five years. years and you've trained like every you've gone in all these competitions whatever you're like oh damn i've got the israeli guy in the second round and then just goes guess we're out how's his coach quote we made the right decision <laughs> did you <laughs> it's did you i, feel, I thought you're a fucking coach <laughs> of an athlete who's trying to win something but also surely the right decision in that particular instance is to if you have a deep-seated thousand-year-long conflict with another country yeah is to go out there and beat the shit out of that's them. what like, i thought <laughs> you're it's in, like you're why in a would discipline you? where you can physically flog someone yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly you, right. The the hopes of a nation ride on your shoulders. Yeah, but instead you're like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just going to tap out of this I'm going to head out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show myself the exit. But it's not even the first time. So like a lot of the uh, other Arab countries, not big fans of Israel. I'm not going to get into any no, of that. We're, but we're leaving, leaving that one on the wayside. But uh, in, at the 2016 games in Rio, Egyptian judoka Islam El-Shahabi quit the sport. <laughs> just hours after refusing to shake the hand of his victorious Israeli rival. See, the handshake thing, I think, is unforgivable. because it, 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 because if that, you, is, that is like the anti-Olympic spirit. 100%. If you agree to, to compete, shake the hand at the end. Yeah. There's, there's no situation. It doesn't matter what dog acts have happened on the park Absolutely at all. Right. It's just, it's all, it's all sport. It's Deal like, with it's it like, afterwards, it's like but park, shake, shake the hand. It's like park footy, right? You know, sometimes we go to these western suburb shitholes and then, you know, there's going to be a bit of a dust up. Maybe some guy clocks you. And then at the end of the day, you're still all shaking hands. Absolutely. You and hate I- that guy and he's a piece of shit <laughs> for clocking you, but you still shake the hand. It's exactly that. And uh, on the inverse, uh, these poor clubs from uh, from the west that are forced to drive into uh, the latte set uh, <laughs> and, and have insults hurled at them from the car park because it goes both ways. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it does. doesn't matter where you go and play sport. If there's anything on the line, uh, then it's going to feel reasonably hostile. But you still shake the fucking hand at the end. You absolutely do because it's in the spirit of the game and spirit of sportsmanship. And we're all about spirits and spectres like (laughs) Spectre Drone Services. If you need anything to do with LiDAR, we've really got to look that up. If you need any sort of surveillance, can't remember if that's what he said. Apparently, Steve said something along the lines of they'll use it for like mining stuff to survey. Uh, and stuff like that. Great, pa- 
great big parts of land and stuff like that that may not easily be um, accessible by people. That's the sort of stuff that they offer over at Spectre Drone Services. Spectre Drone Services will never ghost you. <laughs> Steve's a watcher. <laughs> He'll take your money. He'll, and he'll always you reply. <laughs> no job too big or too creepy. No. <laughs> he'll take them. So, yes, uh, that is that is all we have for Apocalympics now. And that means that we need to tell the people how they can financially uh, get behind this wonderful train that has already left the station, but we can give you one of those old-timey winch cars yeah. that allows you to catch up to it and hook on. Love that. And if you want to pair up with a friend of yours on a winch car and financially support us and become a sponsor of the show, um, hit us up on the world's greatest website made at a very specific window of time on Squarespace, which is gusandrig.biz. B-I-Z for those who need a hand. <laughs> For those people who were just born. Welcome yeah. to the world. Where business goes, goes to, to live, live and, and die. die. So head on over there. Have a look at our options. If you or your company uh, or your financial backer or your venture capitalist dad want to get involved, make sure to have a look at the options that we've got going on there. Otherwise, to get in touch with us, you can hit us up. Or hit us up on our Metallica Facebook page. It's like Metallica, but with the D. You know how to spell it. You're listening to this. Yep. You're smart. You've got a brain. You've got ears. Just type it in with your cat paws. There you go. So that's all we've got time for. And again, just remember, uh, the People's Republic of Rigistan has a, a new motto that we've recently come out. We think that it's a fantastic PSA. And uh, we just want you to plaster it all over your socials. And uh, if you want, you can buy some merch that will be coming out very shortly at exactly the same gusandrig.biz page, which is none other than Drunker, Higher, Stronger, Together. Love that. The catch cry of the mighty fighting Ibis. <laughs> Calm the Ibis. Calm the Ibis. <laughs> the bin chicken of the people <laughs> with its long beak just shoveling garbage juice out of the bottom of the can. <laughs> well, I've got to uh, quickly take my space rowboat to Saturn. I've got to oil up my chest and see if I can go viral. <laughs> Cheers. I'm worldwide. I'm involved in the music business, but the funny thing is, half of these fools don't know music, don't know business, have no business in music. What is this? I learned from the best, stayed away from the worst. Now I send off every verse in the hearse. Now every day's 15th from the first. No more food stamps, church. These boys can't get past third base. They a bunch of